welcome to Descent Into with Legit and Vinny, a podcast about, well, anything really. Today's episode is the Descent Into Shonen Jump with returning guest, Raphael. So, welcome everyone. <laughs> yep, welcome everyone. Um, and this week on the Descent Podcast, we shall be descending into Shojin Jump. Did I pronounce it? Yeah, I was gonna ask the Shonen Jump. Is it sh- okay? Shonen Jump. So, uh, what? And I have two my co-hosts, Vinicius, and hello, hello. a lovely guest who is actually our first repeating guest, Raphael. Hello. Hello. So, how are you all doing? Doing pretty good. Uh, excited to be here. And for the record, um. I do listen to our podcast, so I did listen to the one where I wasn't here. Oh, I was sick. yeah. So timeline. Okay, we have to update the the listener a bit on timeline. We did not upload anything two weeks ago because it was finals week and we were all under stress, so we didn't have time to do it. So the episode that you listened to last week, the well, actually this week, the Assassin's Creed episode was recorded two weeks before. Yes. So we just had a gap. And the episode that Vinny is talking about is the one we did with our editor, the drag, uh, the drag queen episode. So, it, in my defense, I was on your camp. I just, you know, had to play devil's advocate because I didn't know if you did. Sure. So yeah, it was uh, pretty fun because uh, I knew nothing about the topic, so it was pretty interesting. That that's the whole point of the podcast, right? Try to find topics yeah. that we are. We're a little bit aware of, and we try to go slightly deep into it. But how about you, Rafael? How have you been? I've been all right. Nice. So, also, I feel like I kind of just want to mention our last week's episode, just as like a quick recap. I kind of felt bad on being overly negative on the Assassin's Creed series. So, if you, if you wanted, if you were like tempted or like discouraged by us saying not to play it, I generally give it a try and then form your own opinion on it. I felt bad. Yeah. But we're talking about something a little bit more interesting than Assassin's Creed this week because we're going to be talking about, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation again, Shonen Jump. Shonen Jump. Shonen Jump. Yeah, Shonen Jump. So let's start with the basics. What is it? What is Shonen Jump? Well, Shonen Jump is a magazine. And it's where the most famous and like popular shonen manga are published. And shonen just means that it's a manga that uh, has like a target audience of like uh, young like teenagers, right? Okay. So that, yep. Okay, so now mangas are basically the Japanese version of comic books. And yes. So- and they read uh, instead of left to right, they read right to left, and they're in black and white. Okay. Now, we're going to do a little bit of the, the history about Shonen Jump, the magazine itself. So it started off in um, nineteen uh, in August 1st, 1968, and it's been ongoing ever since, I think. I don't think they've ever took a, took a break from it. And this is, the magazine has reach its peak with about 6.5 million copies a week to a total readership of 8 million people in Japan. And 
Now I have a question here because I was unable to dig this up. Has mm-hmm. Shonen, Shonen Jump hasn't really successfully until recently penetrated the Western markets, right? Oh, I think it like Shonen Jump properties for a while have penetrated the Western market, but it's usually the anime based on the Shonen Jump manga. Okay. Like the manga itself, I think in the early, either late 90s or early 2000s is when like the actual magazine itself is being published in the US. Mm-hmm. But even before then, there have been like Viz Media has been publishing in the West, the Shonen Jump, um, like intellectual properties. Because like stuff like Dragon Ball, Yu Yu Hakusho, right? Yeah. They've been around for a while. And before, and in this episode specifically, we'll be talking, we're not going to be going onto the history or the cultural impact of Shonen Jump because there's a lot to be talked about. Yeah, we'll be talking. Yeah, we'll be talking. So we'll be talking about Shonen Jump's 2021, uh, 2021 or 2022? 2020. Well, there's series that started in 2020 and are currently ongoing or have been canceled. Like okay. series in the past year that have been published by Shonen Jump. So we basically read, uh, well, I read most of them. And Man. I thought there were some interesting series that I would like to recommend. And we just wanted to discuss them, discuss the premise, and see what we think about it. So the full title of this episode is The Descent into Shonen Jump 2020-2021 Manga Lineup. Uh, and the last thing I'll say about Shonen Jump magazine is because it is targeted towards a younger audience, they're made with not great quality paper, but they're only $2 in, in Japan. In Japan, because here it's slightly more expensive. Yeah. But now let's you get... You can get a subscription online from Viz Media. Uh, so if you just want to read the digital version, I think it, it is something like $2 a month or $3 a month. It's really cheap. Honestly, there's a lot of good quality. Do you have that? There. I do have that. That's where I read all of them. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. Okay. So now. What is it called again? Uh, I can send you the link later. We will go. We'll go about this in the end, where I will tell them how to get access to the stuff that we're talking about. So, uh, Vinny. Yes. So, what is the first series that we we should start on for the twenty twenty one lineup they have? So, uh, I wanted to talk about like the series that I'm currently reading that have interested me the most in the past year at Shonen Jump. Uh, one that really stood out to me uh, is a series called Kaiju Number no. 8, uh, which I've been recommending to everyone I know. And the, seri- the series started uh, last year in July, and it's by uh, author Naoya Matsumoto. And it doesn't have like a complicated premise or anything. So basically, the premise of Kaiju number eight is that in Japan, the big monsters, Godzilla-like type called Kaiju, have existed since ancient times. And also since ancient times, in this world, there has been a Japanese defense force, which has like is tasked with killing these monsters, right? So <laughs> it's like a normal occurrence to have Kaiju attacks and have the defense force fight them, okay. which is kind of interesting to think about. Yeah, so I have a because the way you're describing this to me, it like directly clicked into is this Pacific Rim? It's not Pacific Rim. Okay. But if you want to make a yeah, because like it's still people fighting them. It's not like you know they don't use like a lot of tech. Okay, so it's just humans going against giant monsters. 
Yes. I mean, they use tech because they have... So it gets more into it as you read it, but basically they have weapons that they can use. Mm-hmm. Um, and the weapons are made with a type of technology where their effectiveness depends on the user's ability to draw energy from the weapon. Mm-hmm. So like you can train and get better and draw more energy out of the weapon, even though it's the same one. Okay. And some people use swords, but most people use guns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but the main, like, that that's just the setup of the world, right? Mm-hmm. So the thing that happens, and this is episode one, so I think it's, you know, fair to spoil at least a little bit, because uh, it's, I mean, chapter one. Yeah. This dude, he's like a middle-aged man called Kafka Hibino. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made a promise to, like, his high school best friend and childhood best friend that one day they would both join the defense force to, you know, fight mm-hmm. against the kaijus but kafka now is like in his early 30s and uh he still hasn't i think he's in early 30s if i remember correctly he still hasn't been able to pass the test he tried when he was younger he wasn't physically you know fit enough to pass all the tests and instead he got placed into the the cleanup force where the defense force goes you know shoots the kaijus they blow up Blood goes everywhere. Kaiju parts go everywhere. Yeah, the and then they crew. send the cleanup force to literally. <laughs> yeah. Also, he is uh, thirty-two. Thirty-two. Okay, so I was pretty close. Yeah. Um, but a, a, an accident happened one one day when he's cleaning up one of the kaiju's, right? Uh, and because of that, he actually gains the power to turn into a kaiju, and they named this kaiju that he turns into Kaiju Number Eight. And that's uh, like chapter one. He kind of okay. I mean, I'm, since we're we're spoiling a bit of a chapter one, he kind of swallows something. Yeah, he the, the basically a part of the monster flies into his mouth. Yeah, that kinda reminds did. me of another type of ninja. Which well, one? Do you know um, oh, oh, never mind. Yeah. So yes, legit. Wait, what? I feel like I've left out there. But I will say this, no I will say this, it has really good, and I, I think, uh, <laughs> uh, yes, that, that, okay, I got it now. Anyway, I'm looking at the art right now, so, because you're kind of selling this manga to me, and I just took a look at it while you were talking, the, yeah. the art is really, really good, the monster, uh, the monster's drawn, honestly, amazing. The monster he turns yeah, into, ooh, love it. So, also another thing because I haven't finished. Like, mm-hmm. it gets more interesting, and this is again just chapter one. Yeah. So, after this incident happens, uh, and because he meets some people that make him change his mind, he decides to try for one last time to join the defense force. Mm-hmm. And that's where kind of chapter one leaves off. And I, I think that this builds up enough of like the mystery around the series about how uh, another yeah. comparison I can say, if people have watched the Netflix adaptation of Godzilla, where it's the humans trying to fight the Godzilla monsters. From my first initial reaction, uh, read through the chapter quickly was that it's kind of like this concept of maybe even Attack on Titans, if you guys are familiar to this, it's like. Actually, it's wrong because they they don't turn into monsters. Yeah, no, I was like, it's 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 a wrong comparison. So, I mean, 
the first chapter builds you up with a lot of key mysteries on like okay what is the monster that he swallowed um, why did he turn why did he, why was he turning into a monster and why does he have control over it and where do the monsters come from and i think that and also how is he gonna be able to join the defense force that that's also right? true because why is there monsters again they just have always existed in this world always time existed. Time, okay they just like come out and invade japan yeah oh okay yeah we so don't know the history there too yeah there's a mystery there as well there, there's a big mystery there and i think that it, this is uh it is promising yeah. and um so how far are you in there in kaiju number eight you, I am caught up with it. You're caught up completely with it. Yeah, so, like chapter 35, I think, was the last one. Okay, so let's go with you and your recommendations. Like from, let's have, do you want 1 to 5, 1 to 10 recommendation scale? Or, recommendation scale? 1 yeah, to actually, 5. Uh, 1 to 5, or do you want thumbs up, neutral, thumbs down? Oh, I think that's easy. <laughs> okay, let's go with that. Broader range, right? Because yeah, recommendation shouldn't be too... Yeah, correct, true. I think. So... My first reaction on reading the first chapter really, really quickly, and I genuinely enjoy the art style. This humor seems pretty f- nice, actually. And there's potential for co- for character growth and com- complication with, as you mentioned, him and his childhood best friend. Mm-hmm. So I definitely put this one as a thumbs up to give it a quick read because I don't think it's that long. So that's my yeah. thoughts on it. What about yours? I definitely give this a give it a thumbs up. And if you want like something action packed, cool concepts, uh, there is some character development and interesting relationships between the characters. I recommend. Okay, now Rafael, oh, yeah. since you know nothing about it and you've just heard me and Vinny talk about it, from our descriptions, would you read it? Yeah, I kind of would. I googled a little bit and I saw the images and stuff, and I think I would give it a try. Actually. Nice, nice, nice. So you, that's it. Uh, the you, the listener, you got all approved from across the board here. So let's go to the next one, which is Candy Flurry. Which oh, ah. you can start with that one. Yeah. So this one is weird, but in a good way. So the world has been to, the world has been dis- people have gained powers through the ability by eating certain pieces of candy and they gain that candy's power for example if you ate uh, a macon macon is it macon macon yeah yeah whatever if you eat that you gain the you gain powers related to that for example in the first chapter someone has powers of donut and he's able to use donuts to conceal no, not conceal. Confine people's movements and all of those things. So it's a, it's a bit like you know in the wacky zone of like, hey, it's a bit like the One Piece Devil Fruits, but just with candy. Yeah, it's it's really out there, and I like it yeah, because yeah. you get introduced to this world of like, oh, there are powers that's related to candy, uh, and then I, you know what? I'm not gonna spoil it, but like the way the humor yeah. has been delivered in this one. It hit me in like the page three. I was like, oh man, this is funny. I like this. So I was already into reading it by page three. And the characters so far, again, I'm only three chapters in. I don't think it has that many chapters out. It has only there is six. Six cha- uh, five chapters out, actually. Nice. So I'm on, I'm on chapter three, so I'm like halfway there. 
And so far, the characters are interesting. Uh, the story is interesting. There's good amount of mystery. And uh, the art, the art is actually pretty decent too. But I don't, I don't think that we'll come. I don't think we'll ever talk about art being maybe a reason not to read here because Shonen Jump tends to have really good art in general. Really good artists, yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the few ex- few exceptions I would say where the art was kind of bad in the beginning but got really, really good in towards the end is One Piece. But yeah, definitely improved. But in so far with our two series that we've named so far, nope, the art is just great. And a couple oh. comments. Yep. It like it is like you said, like a goofy, fun series. It doesn't take itself too seriously. That's why I think the comedy works out so well. Um, and this actually started being published in April of this year, so that's why there's only like so few chapters. Uh, and the authors, because I wanted just to give a shout out, it's mm-hmm. um, Mitarashi Santa and. Takeguchi Ipon, and I'm hoping I pronounced that right. I don't think I did. But, uh, everyone, feel free to correct me. I I don't. I'm not good with pronunciations. I butcher <laughs> Shojin Shonen Shojin Shonen Jump, so I've I've given up on the authors' names. I just say respect to you. I enjoy your product, but I'm not gonna try to say your name. Yeah. And I I feel like this has potential, uh, but it really depends. Like we're gonna have to wait and see where it goes. I think this is the kind of manga where it it depends on where it starts to with the first arc. The first arc is going to be a make or break for it because I think so. Humor can only take you so far, and I think it yeah. it, it can go into the it it can literally go down the tra- the path of another manga, which is uh, Hitman Reborn, where it started off as this goofy uh, slapstick humor, but then had a really good story that carried it throughout. And you were just yeah. genuinely in love with the characters, so I'm I hope- personally feel like the the reborn humor was like a lot more just humor and nothing else than here. Here it's already geared towards like a story, action, and yeah, you know, action and story, not just here. But yeah. yeah. So in terms of recommendations, you said you would recommend, right? Oh, uh, another thing too, uh, I forgot to mention this about the story is now the people who have these powers are kind of. Like, you know, they're monitored and people use them for bad stuff. So you have this kind of police force that's hunting them down. Oh, so yeah. Th- Trying there's... to make sure that no one uses their powers, like, in an unregulated way. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, since I've spoken fondly of this, I'm a thumbs up. Recommend this one. Um, I would say wait for the end of the first arc and then I would recommend. Ooh. As of right now, I would recommend, but, like, I really should wait for the end of the first. So yeah, putting an asterisk on this one, okay. Exactly. Because it's too soon, you know. Okay, but what that's... about... Yeah, what about you, Raphael? Based on me and Vinny's description of it, are you sold? Or are you on the fence? I'm on the fence. I'm gonna be honest. Okay. So... I don't know much about it. Uh, for What do you guys explain? The power seemed like a copycat of One Piece. Um... Wouldn't go that far. Yeah. Okay. I, I okay. Here's the thing. I think the that concept maybe the concept might be like you know something similar, but I think that the way that the author is so far still chapter three is handling it, it's very unique and diverse. And I I, I do would th- wait for the first arc as well. Yeah. You know that's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah. So you guys are the middle neutral. Middle. middle. Uh, again. 
I would add to this, I think that I can foresee a problem with the fact that the author is going to run out of snacks and candy to use in creative oh. ways. I don't, I feel like that might not be a problem. It will be a challenge for the author, but if you look at One Piece, right, uh -huh. which has a similar power uh, dynamic, uh, Oda can literally make any, like, seemingly goofy power into like a really interesting thing so i feel like if this author can do the same thing it shouldn't really be that huge of a problem true but i don't think oda limited himself to you know specific yeah. things because yeah but there's a lot of candy around that's true that's true so i wish the author the best and this is a, a split decision across the board you have two neutrals and one recommend the next one is Blue Box. So you oh, want to take that? I gotta, I gotta talk about Blue Box. So a uh, little bit of background about myself, not Blue Box. I usually like more the action-packed shonen manga, you know, or ones that have like a mystery or something. And then, you know, April 12th, I read Blue Box. That's when it came out, or April 13th, if I don't remember. In the Shonen Jump app, it's a romance sports manga series. You know, I was reading it because I like reading the new stuff coming out, checking out what authors are doing. And I fell in love with the series because it's just really wholesome, right? So the premise of the series, it's one of those, you know, boy and girl are in high school. Uh, the boy likes the girl. But then where it takes a different approach is that, so the boy is a third year student in junior high and the girl is a first year student in like actual, like senior high. Mm -hmm. Um and both of them play sports. They actually know each other because uh, the boy is the second one to arrive in the morning at the gymnasium where they have practice, and the girl is always the first one. Uh, so, like, they have this weird, you know, connection to sports. And the guy starts liking the girl. We found that out very early on. And um, the guy plays badminton, and the girl plays basketball. So there's that. They don't even play the same sport, right? Uh, the connection really is the mutual love for sports even though it's not the same sport mm -hmm. and um so by the end this is spoilers for the first chapter just the first chapter and there's only like five chapters out so far so also i don't know where the series might go but so far i've been really liking it so by the end of the first chapter uh the boy uh finds out that one of his mom's friend's daughter is going to be living with them for some time uh, because stuff happened to the mom, right? She's, like, traveling abroad for work. And the person that comes in to live with this guy is the girl that he likes that plays basketball. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's a really nice twist. And that's it. Uh, is, that's know. not a... That's a very common trope, though. It's not... The, in this, it's not... It is common. The execution is not common. I'll tell you that okay it's same with like boy likes girl and they both play sports it's kind of common yeah. them playing different sports and like the thing not being focused on the like it's different you know what i mean because usually sports manga is like a single sport mm -hmm. and this one is not like that and also like the usually when they have the trope of like the girl lives with the boy because of something happened they focus on like oh like 
problems with showering or eating dinner or going to bed, you know? Mm -hmm. So far, they haven't really done, like, all the typical stuff that you would expect to be funny that happens, like, in the house. Yeah, that's um, the... It's more like them learning to, like, walk together to school or stuff like that, you know? Yeah, okay. But yeah. So... While you were while you were given a short description, I will fully admit I went through the to the first chapter, right? So wow. glad to know you weren't listening to me. I, I was listening to you, but you know I was because uh, you were you I was were listening to you, bro. You you, you were giving you. Why well, listen? I was trying. Okay, uh, this is what I have to say. It looks very much of its. Uh, again, I don't know how the author is gonna go down this route, but he he has seemed to very much set himself up for this big emotional payoff if he goes down properly of where you get attached to the characters and their determination because in the first in the in the very first chapter as well when I'm, i was going through it i just felt like you just will fall in love with these characters it's just going yeah. to happen because I, I i'll spoil this one scene since we're in the few the beginning chapters so like it shows that the girl really also cares about the sport because she missed the she missed the nationals and she was uh, still practicing while crying about missing it. And like those are the and like if for me uh, the first thought I had while while going through this is like it's a it's gonna be a heartfelt anime. You're gonna be expecting some sort of uh, emotional labor regarding this sport and i'm i am excited for it but i'll have to disclose that this is not the type of manga that i normally read so yeah no same same and i am a little bit burnt out on this the overall trope of like hi this person lives with me now and i need to deal with this so i want i need to read more of the chapters ahead to see how they go about it that's fair so I will go with a neutral, but leaning towards recommend if you're if you're into sports. Because as Vinny mentioned, it's an interesting approach that they're two different sports. Because badminton yeah. and basketball, they don't really overlap. And even in the first chapter, you you meet someone from the gymnastics club. So yeah, and she's a reoccurring like important character as well. And so yeah, in the later chapters, they also explore like how different sports demand different things of you right and like if you like sports i think it's a good a good thing and i also think that if you like a specific sports you might want to help back hold back a little bit of your judgment because i feel like the author because he's talking about a lot of sports he's probably going to be going surface level on quite a few some of them yeah because like to be completely transparent i don't care about badminton at all because that <laughs> just has never been a part of my life yeah but i do i do like what i've read so yeah because you know it's you are not gonna know the techniques and all of those so rafael what do you think i'm sold i think i would read it Ooh, but you're sold wow okay yeah 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 i like the i like the premises i like it nice. i've read i i've watched something similar okay. but yeah can i do oh. one last comment I keep yeah. forgetting. I want to give all the authors a, a, sh a shout yeah. out. So it's yeah. by Koji Miura. Um, is the name of the author. In case anyone wants to look him up. Okay. Okay. So 
Uh, well, no, one last thing I was going to add. Uh, if you've, because for me, it feels like in the same kind of category as uh, haiku and mangas like haiku, like mangas like this. So if you're already within that circle, it might be good for you. Yeah, this one is more, I, I don't know if I'll put this in the same category as haiku. Really? Okay. So then I don't... disregard what I just said. Because I think this is closer to like, Okay, I don't, I'm not going to make comparisons right now. I need to think about it. But I don't yeah. I don't know if I'll put it in the same category as Haikyuu. So, Raphael, what's your final uh, recommend? Or... Um, yes, I still would recommend. Cause... Yeah, yeah, he said recommend. Okay, so... It seems like a good thing. Well, he can't recommend, but he's sold on it. You got yeah, it. he's sold. Yeah, so you have basically two, two thumbs up and one neutral. Yeah. Okay, so we'll go on to do which one do you want to go next? So I wanted to quickly, and like from now on, I think we're going to talk more quickly because there's a lot to cover, mm -hmm. but quickly talk about Burn the Witch, which was, um, it, it, was, it has already finished. It was a limited series, but apparently like there was like a story arc that was finished because it was like a limited series, but uh -huh. it has been announced that there's going to be more mm -hmm. and Burn the Witch, I wanted to talk about it because it, it was made by the author of Bleach, which Bleach is a really popular manga as everyone knows that ended a couple years back mm -hmm. uh, and it takes place in the same universe as bleach uh, yeah yeah so i think like if people like bleach this would be like a, the obvious next thing you know to, to read so the basic premise like i said takes place in the same road as bleach and it follows the adventure uh, of two witches um that work from london or for like the london branch of soul society okay um, yeah, I know, I know. Okay. And, and they have to, like, hunt different things. I think at one point they either hunt a dragon or, like, ride a dragon. Uh, I'm not going to talk extensively about this one because I only read the first chapter. But Peter um, Kubo's drawing is always amazing to me. It really uh, is. At least the way he draws people, I find it very nice. So he, has, anyone... he has a way with eyes, too, of, like, how yeah. he... How he's able to convey like half of the character's personality with just their eyes, because yeah. I I took a look. I just uh, did a quick look at uh, Burn the Witch, and one of the witches has very much of like, oh, I don't care about a lot of things kind of vibe, and it's just by the drawing itself you can, you can kind tell. of yeah. you're, you're getting yeah the character is expressive, and I I mean if uh, if you ever watch or seen Bleach, the drawing in it is amazing. Yeah, like that was the drawing was one of the better part of especially the towards the end of the Bleach era, for sure. And all the drawing, like yeah, enough said. I think about yeah. the drawing. And I don't think I don't think we're gonna have a recommend or anything on this one because yeah, this was just more of a quick mention because I wanted to like if anyone's a fan of Bleach, this is definitely worth reading. I started reading it soon, like not too long ago, and I'll keep reading. It's a limited series. There's only four chapters plus a one shot. Uh, mm -hmm. And it also has been made into like a movie or OVA of some kind. Um, and yeah, it was published, uh, I think, like two. So it was published in uh, from August to September of last year. So it was really short. And there was an animated film released as well, which was released in October. So basically, if you want more of that uh, Bleach universe, because to be honest, that universe was amazing, by the way. 
Yeah, and here they actually explore the way the people use the like magic powers. Yeah. Because Shinigami usually don't use magic, right? They just use the actual like swords to do. Yeah, the the, the the Shinigamis, in my opinion, sometimes can be pretty barbaric. But anyway, we're not gonna be talking about Bleach. Yeah. So, what do you want to take us next, Vinny? Well, I was gonna ask if Raphael wants to read it. You know, from the the short time. Actually, back. yeah, actually, that's true, Raphael. Raphael, have yeah. you have you watched or read Bleach? I think he has. Yeah. Read. So. I, I mean, would. I think I would give it a try. You'd give it a try. Okay. Are you gonna give it a try? Because you, you know, you lot. You want to go back into that world, or is it just pure nostalgia? I want to see how. No, I want to see how they make it work with a different um, branch. Yeah. The Shinigamis. Interesting. Yeah, with like witches, right? Instead of Shinigami. Yeah. yeah. So. So yeah. That's. So from- from here on, I kind of wanted to talk about the recent cancellations that have been, uh, like, have occurred. And I also wanted to see if we could talk a little bit about how the cancellation works and how, like, ruthless the editorial kind of is. Because I think it's worth mentioning. Okay, let, let's talk about that. What's the, what does it, what, what does it mean when you or you're, say I'm the author and my manga series gets canceled? So, I mean, usually when you get canceled, you're given maybe one to two weeks to finish the story, to wrap it up. Okay. Some authors of longer series get more than, like, two chapters. They get maybe, I don't know, like a month worth of chapters, so four. Mm-hmm. And they're told they have to finish the story uh, because they'll no longer be published by Shonen Jump because they're not doing well enough in the weekly ratings. So they have a rating system uh, in Japan where, like, you vote for your... You basically rank your series, I think, and like you vote for your favorite series, mm-hmm. and that like matters a lot for the editorial board, so much so that even if a series is doing reasonably well, uh, and you see the example of Phantom Seer, which I think sold like ten thousand uh volumes before it got canceled, um, it would still get canceled if it like doesn't live up to the, and like of course this is not just one week, right? It's maybe like three or four weeks in a row, right? Uh, for longer series, it might be more than four weeks, but they are pretty ruthless. You know what I mean? That's brutal. Yeah, so much like... so that like some series, you can tell that they did not have time to end properly, and I feel like that makes me sad. But I, I cannot, from a business perspective, I understand them. But from like a creative perspective, it makes me really upset. I, I wish at least they could like publish them online, like keep paying the authors just to finish the story, like wrap it up in a nice way, right? Maybe take it out of the Shonen Jump, the like printed magazine, but pay the authors maybe less, but I also, let them like finish also, the story. Even as a business idea, I'm not a fan. I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know much about the world of uh, paperback media, but it's it is pretty rough out there. But yeah. I'm I'm just not a fan of this uh, thing of like, hey, you if the fans are gonna be voting for which one they think is good. If you're in the bottom three for three weeks in a row, you might get canceled. Like, I feel like that's undue stress on the author or even sometimes could be a detrimental to the story because not all stories, not all stories will hit up. For example, I was currently reading a book by John Green, Turtles All the Way Down. Mm -hmm. Uh, If the book pretty much in the first, I would say like 10, 20% was just a small steady cruise. It like, it really didn't have any like, 
conf- conflict or anything that kept me in it. But I still persevered through it because after I kind of went through that threshold, it just went wicked. High. Like it was amazing on the emotions, by the on my emotions, and like I felt re- I fell in love with the characters and everything. And yeah. sometimes you need to like set things up, and that would probably lead to like lower ratings. You know what I mean? Yeah, and imagine like the one I can say is like the I got reincarnated as a slime, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think that's trying to jump though. But that's not trying to jump, but that's an example. Like for example, like if you have something like that and you spend like the first two months just building out the world so you can have your characters actually get conflict from that. And I feel like that's just that's just uh, a little bit undue stress on the author, and it already sh- it already shapes your stories in a specific way of like you want your. You want your first two, like, you want your weekly chapters to always have this impact. And, like, you know, you don't get to progress the overall story the way you would want to. Yeah. I think that's a fair point. Um, and Yeah, so that's my, just my, I'm just slightly against that. But anyway, so, what now I have another question. If your series gets cancelled, is there any way you can revive it? Or is your property does your property just belong to Shonen Jump and you can't do anything about it? I think most of the time you can't revive it because it's like a joint rights kind of thing where like both you and Shonen Jump own it or maybe Shonen Jump just owns it. But like I do know the authors have some uh, ownership. I just don't know exactly how the law works there. Interesting. So Rafael, yeah. what do you think about this process that they have that like it, rating and yeah it's and, a public basically a popularity contest every week and, well, and like i said there are nuances you know yeah. it's not like because like if say one piece you know is rated low for a couple weeks i don't think that's enough to cancel it well let's say one piece is rated low for like two months like bottom three i think it will be enough to cancel. you get what i mean yeah again because it has been yeah, yeah. I, it also depends on like which show it is because like there are some shows that have reached legendary status that they they want the author to keep producing more even though the author is done, Dragon Ball. Yeah, yeah. Like, so there are some shows that even if it goes into the bottom lower, the lower ratings, they don't really care because the product itself has a huge fan base already. Yeah. But let, let's ask Rafael what you think. Oh. <clears throat> well, I feel like it's agri-religious. It's a lot of pressure on the on the writers. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan. Nice. I, I feel like at, at some other point we should do a podcast just on the the like how actually the schedule of the writers is. You know, I yeah, that's like they go through a lot. I think that we should do that. It should it would be a breakdown of the the weekly manga series. Uh, thing i think that would yeah. be a great like the industry it will be a breakdown of the industry more than anything else and i'm a fan of that that we should definitely do it at some point uh i do have another question regarding this uh, thing though it's this mm-hmm. fan rating system it's limited to only japanese the to japan right yeah but they they do look at other metrics like how much is it being read online mm-hmm. right uh because it's not like one it, there are there is nuance, but it's still really ruthless. That's what I'm trying to point out. Where like if it is really low on that system for a couple weeks, it will get canceled. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But they do look at other metrics now, especially with the simultaneous release, like now, how much it's being. 
What are some recent series that got canceled? The recent series that got canceled. Uh, one. So the one that that people have, from what I've heard, been kind of in an uproar is Phantom Seer, um, which also like had not been gone was not going on for a while. It only had three volumes. It started in August of 2020, and in April of 2021 was uh, its last chapter. I was surprised to see it canceled because people did seem to like it. Well, like once it came out and when it was going on. So the basic premise of this series, uh, it follows a shaman who, you know, the job of the shaman is to deal with um, beings of other that like the spiritual world. And he's unmotivated to do his job, but he's like this call, this cool and composed character, kind of like you know the Sasuke stereotype, mm-hmm. uh, if you know what I mean. The edgy emo and, type. Not quite emo, but the edgy, cool, you know, type. Mm-hmm. And he was not excited to do his job as a shaman. And then he runs into this girl uh, who was being, like, sought after by these spirits. And he mm-hmm. save her, saves her a day. And then from then on, they start developing a relationship. And this dude starts actually caring about his job and being intrigued about, you know, what's going on uh, around this girl. And this this series was interesting because it was written uh, by an, like Togo Goto, which is an, the person, and illustrated by someone else, Kento Matsuda, which is not super common with Shonen Jump, at least. So they had a separate writer and illustrator, like Death Note. Interesting. Wait, so is it rare for them to have separate writers and illustrator? What is it? Yeah, like... it's usually oh. the same person. Meanwhile, in the in the U.S. in like Western comics, in no, not in general, in the U.S., um, it's really like it's really not really uncommon. It's uncommon for the same person to write and draw. It's ultra common for someone to write and someone else to draw. That's the yeah. way, like in the U.S. The, in the that's US. how comics here are run, right? Because the yeah, like ninety nine percent of them. Because I also feel like this is a this is a a way. I mean. It's interesting. There's pros and cons of both system, but the one that you, if you have the the writer be the writer, they can you know publish the work as a comic book media and as a novel media as well. So like given so this was a surprising cancellation mm-hmm. because this um, series sold over ten thousand units on the week of its release, like the week that the first volume released in Japan. That's so actually pretty good, a bit of, right? Yeah. yeah um people say that it had like over a hundred thousand copies in circulation by march of this year mm-hmm. okay so sometimes there's a disagreement between uh shonen jump and the authors so that also can lead to like a cancellation or some you know what i mean disagreement we don't know of anything that happened like that so that was this cancellation was kind of surprising or at least i don't know yet haven't heard of any uh anything that happened and that leads me to the other series that I was going to talk about, which mm-hmm. is by the same author as Toriko, uh, Mitsutoshi Shimab- Shimabukuro. He wrote Build King. And mm-hmm. if people don't know Mitsutoshi Shimabukuro, he writes like series with very, very interesting premises. Um, his, you know, the golden series that got him famous was Toriko, where it's about um, people hunting and eating food. 
So it's very much focused on the ingredients. The whole show is about food and about the ingredients that they get. Dude, Toriko uh, is so good. It's very unique, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and Build King has the same, like... Vibe? Uh, same vibe, yeah, which I was really excited about. I was like, oh my god, you know, the author of Toriko is doing something else. He's really quirky. I like it. Um, so Build King is about building houses, but it's not just like, oh, your regular house. Houses have different properties. Some houses are alive. Uh, and the imagine about... the from the description is what I can say. Imagine Minecraft on crack. Yeah, and the goal of our main characters is to build like a house king, or I think that's what it's called, which mm-hmm. is like the greatest houses that they or to renovate one of them. Because there, mm-hmm. there's like the wonders of the world, which are the different like house kings that exist. And we were mm-hmm. starting to learn about the different powers, which is like different ways you can control your vigor, like your vitality to build properly. You got to learn to wield it in different ways. Mm-hmm. And then the series got canceled in like two chapters. They try to explain everything at once and have it end, which made me really sad. But I have heard that um, the author of Toriko, Shinobu Kuro, was having some... Um, Problems which I don't think I'll get into. You guys can probably read online, which involve the police. Um, so maybe that's why. Like the thing is, he had these problems before the series even started. I think. Mm-hmm. So I don't know exactly what happened here, but this is another way to get canceled. That's I think the main point to take away. Uh, uh, and these series do get canceled out of nowhere because it's like two chapters and it was gone. Yeah, very, and it, it yeah. also, you know, sometimes they don't want the liability. They don't want the mm-hmm. company because, you know, they'll be like, oh, people will be like, why is this person still uh, on your platform or like, you know, still there? Because uh, they, I mean, you know, they, they do, if they do, their controversy is big enough, it can actually affect the company themselves. Yeah. And they're not a fan of that. That's like that's really understandable too, right? From like a PR standpoint. Yeah. And uh, in general, it seems like the Japanese authors, uh, as opposed to the Western authors, are more reserved in terms of how much they expose themselves to the media. Mm-hmm. Um, so when something like this happens, it might be like the only exposure they get. So it's really hard to you know uh, repair the image. I think. Yeah. To. Yeah. To bounce back, it's yeah. I mean. Rafael, do you have any thoughts on this? Nope. Nope. Well, here's the thing. Um, just being canceled is very common these days. You mean like in everything? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we can be, being canceled is very common. So I can see like they finding out this problem with the police afterwards. I mean, and uh, deciding to cancel him, I'm like people on Twitter calling it out. What I mean? Yeah, but I feel like uh, whatever happened, I think it happened before the series even started. That's why I was confused. But so I they, feel like no, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, they found really, out. I see what you I mean. mean. They, f- they yeah, found maybe out. Maybe the readers found they... out afterwards. Okay. Yeah. That was my bad. Yeah. I see. I see. Okay. I mean, it's it's an awkward situation, and. As a whole, this is a very a media that's very cutthroat, and I, I definitely think that the people who've established themselves in this genre are 
are gonna get preferential treatment. It's always gonna be harder for the, uh, the new guys. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But I ha I I'm just the when we're talking about cancellation and all these projects, I'm just like especially with them having no chance of you know taking their project onto themselves and going to someone else because uh churn and jump still controls the licensing yeah it, it feels like this is i'm a little bit more of like on i try to be more on the author's side of like listen if you're gonna cancel the if you're gonna cancel the series give the licensing back to the author because they can go to someone else and try to do more you know yeah and to be fair as well, uh, the case with Build King, I feel like it was just too unique and goofy for mm -hmm. it to be able to survive anyway. Okay. Uh, I'm surprised Toriko was able to survive, but that's also because it was more like, you're, it is about the food, but you're still like hunting and fighting these monsters, right? Yeah, I mean, Toriko um, was a... Yeah, which I think another suggestion for a different episode, we can talk, we can talk about whether this creates manga that are too cookie cutter. I was gonna. I you, was, I'm looking at you, Black Clover. Uh, yeah, no, I was gonna look. I was gonna. That's what I was gonna say. It's like this cutthroat because the industry is being so cutthroat and so like on such a weekly basis. It very much feels of like, okay, why me as an author should I put my name? Because there's also the issue of you're putting your name for your first project onto a risk. Like if I'm an author and this is my very first going to be my very first published work, why don't I just stick with what I know is familiar, like the Naruto exactly. trope or the, you know, the heroes of the reincarnated. So that's how you end up with this, you know, everything looking and we, similar. And we can also talk about uh, when we do that episode, the power of the editors on the uh, like how the series goes. Yeah, and uh, a lot of times they have an influence, and I think it's bad to generalize, but I think in general they're very helpful on like actually steering the series in the right direction. But sometimes they can steer it towards a more cookie cutter direction, make the series lose personality. What sells more and exactly. alienated the core audience, and the so yeah, and if I'm an up and comer uh, or an author, the other options for me is to have something so radical that it just blooms you know it breaks exactly. it creates this whole new genre i mean the the, the key, key key example where i can say right now is that happened was uh i died and got reincarnated as the bad guy oh my god so that you, one is this the new isekai that is technically an isekai but re reverse isekai kind of in a weird way so that that genre I mean, actually, let's go with a, a easier genre for people, which is Sword Art Online, which you enter virtual world. Yeah, back in a game. That genre, Sword Art Online, pioneered it, and then you got so many copy clones, you know? Yeah. That's great. I feel like we can enter this question on uh, cancellation. Yeah, cancellation, yeah. But let's have, like, let's do a concluding thoughts on this. Yes, concluding thoughts. And Raphael, you go first because you have very much been soaking all of our speech. Let's let's give the floor to you. Um, I didn't take a lot of notes, but what I can say is, I would try those animes that the majority agree to. No, 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 no. We're only talking about the cancellation stuff, like your thoughts oh, on cancellation. Okay. Yeah. I mean, man, 
it happens. Stuff hits yeah. the fan, you know. It is a part of the business. Just... Oof. Rafael's taking the pass of the, the the pragmatic look. It just happens. Yeah. What about you, well, Vinny? For my concluding thoughts, a lot of times, especially because I love when authors have like a unique take on things, which was the case with Bill King, I get like really sad when it gets cancelled. I just wish it doesn't have to be Shonen Jump because Shonen Jump is very much what's going to reach the largest amount of audience and make the largest amount of money. But maybe if the secondary like magazines that are not as popular, because uh, I know there are enough magazines where like some of the niche stuff or the different stuff does get published. But I just wish the stuff coming out of these magazines were, were also as accessible in the West. Because I'm sure there's a lot of great stuff I'm not hearing about. And all I'm hearing about is the great stuff either in Shonen Jump or that gets canceled in Shonen Jump. You know what I mean? So that's what makes me sad. Uh, yeah. yeah. My concluding thoughts are in the similar type, the similar boat as yours in the sense that I, I know this is the industry. I'm just not a fan that the power seems to be heavily on the business and i feel like the author is this thing that they will they, they don't care at how many authors they're gonna burn they're gonna burn out or they're gonna completely affect mentally in the in the in the hopes of finding the next one piece or the next naruto or the next dragon exactly. ball and for me it's like because you're searching for this thing that people will generally like you end up neglecting these weird and unique products that might not appeal to the greater population or the greater things but they will have the dedicated fan bases who will buy that shit yeah and even from like i'm i'm again i'm i'm more on the the author side but even as a business i i mean again i want to do a little bit more research on the analytics and all of those things even as a business yeah. i feel like there's a better way to balance this out Instead of having this, especially with the Shonen Jump rating of like, I need my fans to vote for this or else I will get axed. Yeah. Um, that I would, I would want to go more on the policy of like, hey, are the people who buy the first issue of it, are they coming back for the second? Yeah. Kind of a Netflix style. Yeah. Like kind of those <laughs> kind of methods. But anyway, okay. so. I think that sounds good. And. We're going to be moving on to our next topic, which is going to be uh, some comedy stuff. Yes. So, in 2021 and 2020, the there's been quite a good amount of releases of comedy mangas in the Shonen Jump magazine. Do you want to talk about any of those? Yeah. Uh, I wanted to kind of quickly go over it. I separated them into their own category because it was surprising to me that there's so many like comedy mangas that are coming out. Maybe it's like my ignorance and I hadn't seen that there were always this many comedy mangas around, but not that I remember, right? Because they're usually focused on like battle shonen kind of stuff. The, the uh, part about comedy that also surprises me, because I actually looked at the list that you had, and I was also in the same boat as you, but we don't, our mangas uh, usually don't in, like intersect each other. And even I was surprised to find out this many. I mean... We were talking about like how one of the more popular comedy uh, mangas just ended, which is Gentama. So yeah, yeah, it it was surprising for me to think because even in this list you have like what four? 
Yeah, I think they're really just trying to see what sticks. You know what I mean? There's five in this year. And I kind of want to go through them quickly as well. Okay. You don't need to take too long. Yep. Uh, also, we uh, will just add this. The reason we're not talking to Rafael is something came up and he had to leave us in the middle of this. So if you noticed uh, me not asking questions or getting Rafael involved in the discussion, it's not because I forgot about him. It's just that he's not here. Yes. And on secondary note, uh, the first half of the podcast, he had kind of forgotten about. I'm not gonna lie. I, I tried I'm my joking. best. I wasn't. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm very. I'm very happy with the conversation we had with him. We might have him back. I'm yeah. down for it. I don't think he'll really be back. He yeah. might be more of a recurring guest more than anything else. Yeah. So yes, uh, you want to talk about Sa- Sakamoto Days? Sakamoto Days, yes. So this, I the premise was kind of interesting. I don't know how common this premise is. But basically, there was a hitman that was like the greatest hitman in all of Japan, maybe all of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, real gangster style hitman. And then he went into a store, met this girl, uh, decided to retire, marry, and now he has a kid and he runs the store. That's like the family store of the girl's family. Mm-hmm. But now he's like older, chubby, you know, uh, longer hair. Mm-hmm. And he's just trying to take care of the store. Yeah. But like, yeah. So you start the manga, they're talking about how badass of a character this dude was. Now he's just a store manager. And uh, different people are still going after him because he was the biggest hitman. You know what I mean? So the the comedy kind of occurs when like everyone is trying to like get a hit on him. But instead, he's just trying to like not kill anyone because he said he was going to quit the hitman life. Mm-hmm. And he's just trying to protect the store. And I read he, the first the first chapter and I think the second and third. I I thought it was kind of cool, but it's not really like my thing. You know what I mean? Okay, I'm I'm reading the first chapter right now. Its humor feels very much of uh. I don't know if you heard this, but there's this uh, anime on Netflix that's also a comedy comedy anime. It's I feel like the, it feels like this type of uh, manga where. The comedy is kind of like the Deadpool kind of comedy. You know, it's being self-referential. And they have jokes within their own universe. But majority of the funny stuff oh, yeah, is about references and things like that. I mean, they this, do that a lot. Yeah, I mean, for this one, for example, this, uh, it feels like it's uh, kind of poking fun mm-hmm. at the trope. Yeah. So, and, you know, it's kind of like how... One Punch Man is also making fun of the the whole yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The power up stuff. So so far in the first chapter, I I find it like a good like just a nice read. Like there's nothing deep or I, I don't feel myself getting attached to these characters at all. Mm-hmm. It's more of like, oh, I'm gonna read it, enjoy it in the moment, close the book and forget about it. Yeah, I think that's fair. So for this one, it's because we well, let's just you know go like quick quick on with these ones. It's for yeah. my my recommendation is neutral, like no hard also feelings. Also neutral. Way. If you're a fan of comedy, you might like this. Or if you're a fan of the mafia, you might like this. Like mafia movies, I mean, not the mafia. Uh, <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Uh, and um, again, the author, uh, his name is Yuto Suzuki. The next, the next one we're gonna talk about is Magu Chan, 
god of destruction. So Maguchan God of Destruction is actually the only one of these uh, comedy manga that I read on like a semi-regular basis. I'm not all the way caught up, but I do I do like this one. So the like the basic premise of this one, there's a kind of like old god, almost like Lovecraftian god. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was summoned to the earth by uh, a cult of chaos. And a long time ago, because like this originally happened a long time ago, this god was like destroying everything and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, some holy knights did some like magic to seal this Asian god. Okay. So, yeah. So we cut to the present day in a remote beachside town. Uh, a random girl, I think she's like a middle school girl, right? Like uh-huh. really young, accidentally unseals the, the, the god. But because the god has been sealed for like 600 years, um, they have literally like zero power compared to what they had. So now they just look like a tiny squid. Uh, and they they treat all the humans and the girl like, you know, oh, you lowly humans, you're like worthless, you know, you should be like bowing down and praying to me. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, the human girl treats the the squid looking god like a cat. And it's really funny, like, the relationship that they develop and the things that happen. Uh, like, one of the things that I remember was that there was, like, a typhoon. And uh, the girl went to school and told uh, Magu-chan, which is the mm-hmm. god of destruction, to take care of her clothes, right? And the clothes were hanging outside, you know, to dry. And then mm-hmm. the typhoon started coming. And uh, Magu-chan went to try to, like, make keep the clothes from... Uh, flying and just ended up flying with the clothes. <laughs> it's like stuff really simple like that, but the way it's drawn is so funny. Uh, or when accidentally Magu-chan uses her like, uh, like laser beam that comes out of her eye and like destroys things when it's not meant to. But yeah, okay. I feel like this is something you read every once in a while. You shouldn't like binge it, but it's cute. I like. It. Yeah. Again, I'm feeling a. Uh when we go more on i'll feel like a recurring theme here but i will give manga chan a thumbs up on recommend just because the art style in this one is just hilarious and i think just what what separates it from um sama sama saka days is that it has a cute mascot manga chan is adorable manga chan is adorable yeah so yeah. that that's why I, that's the only reason I'm recommending it is because it's the uh, uh he's adorable and it's a little bit more hilarious like, about someone who does not know about the world. Can I give an example? So there's this panel because I was flipping through the pages, mm-hmm. uh, where Mago-chan is like taking care of the house, mm-hmm. and and it's like you're drawn. It's really cute, you know, because Mago-chan is really tiny and she's vacuuming the house, and then um the the what Magochan says is a device that serves to merely collect dust i cannot help but laugh at the lowly human simple-mindedness <laughs> it's like so funny okay um, that's just me sorry see i um, do enjoy this because you know it yeah. is uh, it's wholesome it is wholesome and it's a uh, it's not oh retirement he retired yeah you know what we don't need to talk about the other ones but Wow, you really didn't like the premise of Sakamoto Days. It just felt like I could get better, you know. All right. But again, I might re. It's a. I might need to remember. I didn't vote against it, so that's good. The next one yeah. is, uh, me and and robot. Me and Robocop. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, Roboco, yes. Uh, yes. What's that one about? So it's set in the future uh, where robots exist, and every household has a robot maid. Mm-hmm. And it's dressed like the maid outfit, you know, like kind of like maid cafe. Um, mm-hmm. And the comedy basically resolves around. So this kid really wanted a, a robot, um, like the robot maid. They're poor, so they have to like save up money and just get whatever one they could get. Uh, and when it arrives, it doesn't look like the other robot maids, which you know, look mm-hmm. all cute, do everything very delicately. Yep. This one. It was kind of defective, so it looked very, um, what's the word, like strong and intimidating, and everything it does, it does it very gently, it does it like, you know. Imagine the rock, the imagine, imagine the rock, the Dwayne Johnson, in a tight, made-fitting out, uh, outfit drawn. Exactly, that's kind of how it feels. And it's like really funny in that way, like if you like that type of comedy, because the little kid just wants to have what the other people have. Instead, he gets like screwed over in everywhere. Um, I personally will not continue reading the series, but I feel like from time to time, I might just go back and read like a chapter. Um, I, I don't really enjoy the premise that much, but from time to time, the comedy does hit like a nice spot. Yeah. In my opinion. Uh... I'm going to go with a neutral recommendation on this one. I just don't think there's any longevity with the jokes. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm, I'm reading the first chapter, right? And the jokes are very much of like obvious kind of jokes. Now, I want to... Okay. It's not... It's above poop level jokes and fart level jokes, but not much higher. Yes. So, yeah, I... I, I stand with you. I think it's, you know, if you're having like a bad day and you just want something light and funny. Yeah. But then at the same time, you could read Magu-chan. Like, I would recommend Magu-chan and Sakamoto Days over me and Roboko. I agree with you. Comedy. Uh, yeah. I, the way you listed right now is my ranking. Okay. Also, it's written by Shuhei Miyazaki. Uh, and I forgot to say the author of Magu-chan. It's Kei Kamiki. And the next Kamiki. I don't know Japanese, sorry. I don't, I'm, I'm, ha- I'm so happy that you're the one taking the pronunciations. Yeah, I'm just trying to look at the romanization and see how it sounds. But uh, Next one? It's The next one is High School Family Koko Seikisei Kazuku. I tried, okay? I, I feel like I went so far there. Yeah, I think it's Kaizuku, but it was close. Oh. I don't know the other part. Uh, do I have the correct one, actually? That's... It should be the right one. Okay. I think I just pronounced it differently. So what's, uh, what's that one about? Well, the premise of this one uh, is unique. Um, the drawings are more funny, I think, than any of like the actual jokes because the way this person draws is really nice. Um, and the author, let me see the name of the author. Do you have it there? Just to say before I forget. Yes, I have the the name of the author is Ko Koyo Nakama. Kokyo Nakama. Okay. okay. Um. So. 
the premise is that this kid is going to high school, you know, um, and turns out that his whole family is also going to start going to high school at his high school. And the jokes all come out of, like, how does this kid live with having his whole family be in high school? Why were, you know, high school is an awkward time. A lot happens. And, yeah. Like, yeah. imagine if you had your dad in your gym, gym class. It's basically his dad, his mother, and his little sister. And the cat. The... <laughs> okay. Don't forget the cat. The cat also goes to high school. I don't know how to feel about this one. I guess this is this is why we put the comedy section last. Is yeah, it's a lot of just like hit or miss, and I I, I really like the drawing. Like the drawing itself is expressive, right? Mm-hmm. But the jokes for me didn't hit the spot really. So I That's would just me. I would put this one above me and Roboco for the sole reason that it seems to have more potential. Then Roboco, I feel like Roboco is gonna do a does does you know, I've seen that trope before. It's yeah. nothing new. Whereas this one has like this element of something at least new. I definitely had not seen this before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, like what a what a concept. So the yeah. and the last one is oh it, and it is drawn by uh, Koyo. Kyo Nakama. Kyo Nakama. Okay. The, the next one that we're going to talk about, uh, by the way, this art I think looks really amazing. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a hard boiled cop and dolphin. These names are great, by the way. Just, just, just... <laughs> yeah. So... Do you know about this one? Do you want to talk about the premise? No, because I just looked at it and I just saw the coloring and it's really pretty. So, uh, this is written, fun fact, by one of my uh, favorite like comedy authors, even though his last one wasn't pure comedy. It was like also a battle shonen, which was Beelzebub. Oh my god, but yes. I, right? He has such a good like drawing itself. Like he the really face is really expressive. Uh, he puts contrast when like you're trying to point out something that's funny. Like he puts the the background like darken or the face of the characters like you can feel the way it in that way is really funny um i was a little bit disappointed with the quality of uh this manga as far as i read i think i read like five chapters so far um the premise is that this dude who's a cop uh gets like relocated to a random isolated island right he's originally from tokyo mm-hmm. and when he gets to this island there's like a bizarre thing that happened uh related to the cult of the sea where this girl um well this girl is worshipped by the cult of the sea mm-hmm. um and this little girl after vanishing came back like just randomly appeared with a humanoid dolphin named orpheus and she calls orpheus papa and Orpheus joined the police department the same day as the main character that we're following. Um, and there are a couple like really funny things that happen where like the the main character is like, how can you know a dolphin do the same thing as me and better? Or how can you let the dolphin like do this when you don't let me do this? Okay. Um, but it is just bizarre. And 
I expected more given the author. Uh, and the author is, um, do you hate Tamura? I think that I'm gonna actually probably follow that one. I'll give him because same with Belbazur. Like I mean, Belbazur was special. Like it was like instant hit yeah. with me. It was so good. It was it was amazing. Uh, yeah. But I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt and like slug through it because I yeah, think like... that he might he might go somewhere with it. He because mm. he usually he usually has I mean especially with Belbazur he had like an overarching arc with the comedy mm-hmm. so i want to give him a bit more time so that's the only reason i'm putting recommend but with an asterisk see come back in six months and see how it is yeah see i'm gonna uh also keep reading it more because of the attachment i have with the author but also um i feel like i would say neutral i wouldn't recommend it yet um because i'm not sure if it's gonna stay this quality or go get better or get worse um but the drawing of the dude is funny like That's just seeing gonna... if you look it up the the dolphin and the main character side by side pretty funny. and at the end of the day i still think that it, you won't feel like a chore reading it because the art is so pretty yeah so overall it's uh for me i'm still sticking it I'm still sticking on my recommend, even though I just came into uh, the first chapter where there is like a really bad joke. See, yeah, that there's some jokes that, that just don't hit the spot. Uh, I don't know if it's a cultural thing or just my age, you know, I'm getting kind of old. I think woke up with my back hurting today, you know. Yeah, I think it's a it's a, a sign of maturity. Is uh, I find jokes at the expense of like oh like slight indecency is not that funny like oh i yeah i was being yeah. a peeping tom or like those kind of things it's like exactly it, they don't hit the same spot as they used to do as a child and because yeah. not... you understand what's wrong with doing these things like if you actually did it you know yeah you... and not just yeah. that i feel like even when i go back to watching the older comedy shows it's like i still enjoy those one but i still pretty like yeah no this is a relic of its time whereas now yeah. i'm just like come on you can give me something more uh something with more substance than a girl falling in like a boy falling into a girl's boobs like okay yeah so on that note i can move on to our really gauntlet honorable mentions right okay really quickly i'm that unlucky Undead unlucky. So Undead Unlucky, I really like the premise. The art is, is nice, right? Like, all right. The character design I quite enjoyed, but the execution had me worried so much so that I couldn't like keep reading it. Mm-hmm. And so the premise, um, after being saved from suicide, there's two characters, Andy, uh, the undead, and Fukuizumu, the unlucky. That's why it's called Undead Unlucky. I read one this. of them. Did you read it? Yeah, okay. I actually read this. Yeah. Okay, because it started January of last year. Yeah. And you might know why I don't like it that much then, if you. Um. So basically, they like team up. They both have supernatural powers, uh, and like the supernatural powers is based on negating things. So one of them negates luck. The other one negates uh, death. So he's an undead. He's basically a zombie. Can't die. 
and then the girl character uh she's like anyone that touches her has something terrible happen to them like their luck just goes to zero right mm -hmm. or negative i guess uh so this dude that's undead um they team up by having the dude touch her and then something bad happened to the people around them that are trying to like capture them and like the premise is interesting the way the powers work and stuff yeah it's... but but this... the dude the way it's done like you know oh the dude has to touch her to like you know get the powers but like it ends up coming across as very inappropriate in a lot of ways in my opinion and that's why like i couldn't keep reading it and sometimes when they're trying to be funny like yeah it's... they like make sexual windows or hint at them having sex and i'm not a fan of that right it reminds me of uh, this anime where a uh, manga too where like the guy's power is related with him having to like touch someone's boobs and like i can see his isn't he can touch it anywhere but guess where he touches yeah so so that's what i'm saying it's the humor it's like oh how how much more are you going to keep treating the, your female characters as this accessory to your joke of like ha 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 yeah. look i'm and it's literally an accessory in the story too yeah so yeah but a lot of people have liked it. Like the plot is probably good. I just couldn't get over the way. I don't. I, I mean, again, my my expectations with mangas are very, with a lot of stuff from Japan actually is very very low. I'm willing to put up with a lot of shit. Because you know, so this different one, like cultural differences as well. Like, yeah, cultural differences and like this one doesn't bother me as much as the one that I mentioned because, the one that I mentioned is always like oh. Let me kind of like, you know, it's always hinting on the borderline sexual assault line. I mean, that's for always you to have an idea, um, like one of the panels, because at the end of the first chapter, because uh, someone is trying to kill, kill uh, both of them, they mm -hmm. cut the dude's head off so he can't like touch her, mm -hmm. right? So uh, they end up kissing so that they can have the bad thing happen. And then at the end of the chapter, the dude's naked because, like, the whole place got destroyed and burned. Uh, and he's like, wow, I kissed at all of this, huh? I guess next time we got a bang. And then the girl runs away from him and he runs after her naked. Like, this is the type of stuff that really makes me uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah, when, when, uh, you, just, when you just describe it that way, just feel I can send wrong. you the page. Like, it... Yeah, like I, just... I get that it might be funny to some people, but like, yeah. But I heard the plot is good, and it sucks because I like the premise, right? You know, uh, it's 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 not okay. I, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, you know, I I try not. I mean, this is not, not a cup of tea. Yeah, this is not where this this episode's gonna go. But there are some mangas I think out there that I don't <laughs> like the who the joke line was or what the punch line was because it kind of normalized a behavior that I think shouldn't. Yeah. And I think on that end, because these are supposed to be kind of fast, I should yeah. move on just to... Yeah. Um, Ayakashi Triangle. Have you heard of it? Apparently no. it became more famous than I thought it was because I only read the first few chapters. Uh, Akashi Triangle? Yeah, Ayakashi Triangle. Okay. It started last year, June 20th. Uh, and what's the name of the 
Oh my god, I forgot to write down the name of the author. But the premise with this one is that there it's a word they're exorcists and evil spirits, right? Mm-hmm. And then the main character is trying to save who's a guy is trying to save uh, his friend who's a girl that is being like attacked by uh, one of the evil spirits. She doesn't believe that like the cute little dog looking thing is an evil spirit. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the chapter, um, the guy gets cursed and basically turns into a girl. Oh. So it's like a gender bender story, but at the same time, kind of an action because of the exorcism and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've only read the first chapter. I really don't have much to comment. That's why it's here on like honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always down for like a good gender bender story because like Rama one half is like one of my favorite like comedy stories. It's mm-hmm. so good. And it, it is about that. So I keep reading it. Uh, I'm still neutral, but some people have said it's good. Good to keep your eye out for it. And what's the next one? Um, I don't know how to pronounce it, actually. Oh, Lord. If you don't know how to pronounce it, it's I'm... It's either Mashle or Masle, Magic and Muscles. Magic and Muscles. Yeah. Um, so it's in a world where like everyone uses magic. But this dude doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, he literally just trained his muscles. And then, uh, like, will he be able to, you know, all, not using magic, survive in this world and beat the people that are trying to chase him? Stuff like that. Um, that this one seems nice. Yeah. The drawing is pretty cool. Uh, I will keep reading it. I literally just started reading it. I wish I had been I had read more before being able to do the podcast, but I was rereading a lot of stuff as well <laughs> to have it fresh in my head right mm-hmm. um but yeah I, I don't like it i'll keep reading it but it's on honorable mention because i don't i haven't read enough to be able to write it seems the prompt seems very hilarious i do like it i'm on the first two pages it seems funny yeah the drawing is interesting as well and do you have any more uh, quick quick shots quick shots let's see um not right now. No, I don't think so. Anything else you want to talk about before we close For, No, I think we should just... Uh, I think this is a good place to end our dis- uh, our descent into Shonen Jump, the weekly magazine. And the new Shonen Jump manga from 2020 and 2021. However, I'm also going to give a sneak preview for what we'll have next week because we might Ooh. have... Uh, two guests for next week maybe i'm not so sure whoa whoa that's news to me that is news to you because we'll be talking about webtoons oh because go i feel i the people who i know who have webtoons none of us have the same overarching stories and i think that it'll be a good side comparison to how webtoons operate compared to shonen jump yeah, I think that would be nice. And I do know of a guest that would love to talk about webtoons. So. Oh, I just realized yeah. we might have three guesses yeah. now. Yeah, especially because... L- okay, also sneak preview. Next <laughs> week might be special because we can do it in person. That is true. Yeah. So, and thank you for the for listening to this episode. And Vinny. Yes. Yep. Yeah. 
I got I got your any new news in quantum physics because I'm I said particle physics last time and I was like God damn it wasn't the right thing. You you said the opposite again. It's particle physics. Damn it! I'm okay. You know what? That's the news. That's the news for this week wait, about wait, particle wait, physics. I do, I do have some news in general. Oh, what is it? I'm finally going back home and I graduated college. So. Congratulations on your graduation! It was a long road. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. See yeah. you next week. Yep. Ologist. Also, congratulations, Vinny. Thanks for listening to the Sentence of Show and Jump with Legit and Vinny and returning guest, Raphael. Don't worry, I'm just as confused as you guys are. If you really want to read cool stories with amazing illustrations, just download Webtoons. It doesn't cost anything. You'll hear more about this next week. Stay tuned.